Hi, my name is Frankie. Thank you for listening to my mom. I never listen. All right, Robin Shearwells, the head coach at the University of Evansville. One of our favorites on the podcast, representing the Missouri Valley. Robin, thank you so much for being with us. Thanks for having me. We are in the uh, the thick of the of the season right now, right? It's the busy time of year. I know. How's it going? Give us a little breakdown. Well, we are right in our finals break, Rich, right now. So we've had a a, a big stretch off, or we had I think ten ten days between games, which was good. You know, we've got a really young group. We've battled a lot of injuries. And so this has been, you know, a time for, to try to let some bodies heal a little bit, mentally regroup, try to get our young kids feeling more confident. We've had, had kind of a tough start. So it's been good, you know, to give them a chance to focus on their finals and, um, you know, and then and get back to playing some basketball. One of the things that I've always admired about the Valley coaches is, is the tough non-conference schedule. And once again, the results may not have been exactly what the Valley overall had hoped for, but it still doesn't diminish the effort that we're seeing a lot of close games, one or two possession games. And then of course, um, some teams, their records just a little bit misleading right now. How do you think that's going to all shake out? You know, I mean, I hope certainly in, in our case that it's, that it is preparing us for conference play because it, you know, it's not going to get easier. And while it's certainly been tough, um, you know, we did, we did schedule tough and we've, we've lost four games that were one possession game with under two minutes to go. And, you know, when you're young, sometimes you just haven't learned totally how to win yet in those moments, you know, when you're one play away and you're relying on a bunch of freshmen and sophomores to, you know, to make that one play. And it's just stuff that we've, we've got to grow through. But I, I do, when I look at our conference and I go, you know, I do feel like we're playing games that are going to prepare us for that. And we, and we certainly could go out and schedule, you know, easier games and, uh, you know, a non D one game here or there. And we just don't do that. You know, we've played two big 10 teams and, and good mid major teams. And the rest of our conference does that as well. I saw Barbora had a double double in the last game. So she started to pick up her game in the, in the middle. How about the sisters? What's it like coaching them? Yeah. You know, it's really unique. I've actually never had the chance to coach sisters, um, you know, at, in any capacity at the college level. So it's, um, you know, they're, they have some really similar traits and then they're really different people at the same time. So, you know, sometimes I feel like I'm talking to the same person than other times, like not that at all, but, you know, certainly, you know, they had a chance to win a state championship together in high school. And so it's, it's really unique, you know, it's, it's fun. Um, and it's fun watching their dynamic and certainly special for them to be playing together. Are they the kind of sisters that, challenge each other for the good or are they the kind of sisters that are after each other all the time like one of them might be driving themselves home by the and the other one's walking home you know like because they're arguing on the court like is anything like that going on with those two no, you know, they're, they're more challenge each other for the good and they're very competitive. And we saw that early on. I remember like an early preseason practice, you know, we're out there playing, they were on different teams and one of them hard fouled the other. And I was like, waiting for a reaction. And there was just none. They just got to the next play. And I was like, oh, they've been there before. <laughs> this has happened. And they've learned not to, um, I, they truly don't, I mean, they're, they're each other's biggest supporter. They don't, they don't take it off the court uh, with them. They, so I think, you know, they're very competitive, but I do think they handle it really well. Uh, there are a lot of times I would have liked to have hard fouled my sisters. Um, and I'm sure sometimes BMAC, my producer wants to hard foul me and <laughs> send me to the line and make me earn it. Uh, 
when you start looking at the conference and there's not a dominant team this year, it seems like there's a lot more balance than there's been. In years past, there was some separation, but it doesn't seem to be that case right now. As cer- certainly not not right now. Uh, when you're looking at the league overall and you're trying to keep your kids' spirits up and you're trying to challenge them every day to you know, stay positive, what are some of the things that you're offering to them right now to keep their spirits going and keep them competitive through Christmas? Yeah, you know, we really have overall tried to, you know, keep the game in front of us, you know, on our mind, that type of mentality. But certainly as we headed into this little finals break here and we came out of a, you know, another tough loss, we did start talking about Missouri Valley play, Um, you know, and the fact that, you know, coming out of Christmas, we open up with Indiana State, you know, which is, you know, good rivalry game. And, you know, we did start looking at that of like, Hey, no matter how, you know, this next stretch goes. And obviously I always think we're winning the next one. Like we're trying to win the next game. There's no question. Right. So, you know, don't get me wrong in that, but we did, you know, we did start talking about like these next three games have to be the mindset of we are like moving towards conference play. And it's a chance, you know, for a season to start anew in a lot of ways. And so, um, you know, certainly we've, we've started having a little bit of a mind of how, how do we get ready for, for NBC play and that there's a lot of, you know, good games in front of us that, that we feel we can win. Your region has a player that everyone knows called Caitlin Clark. I'm just curious because I call it Clarkonomics. I think she is the one time that I've, um, in all the years that I played against Cheryl Miller and covered everybody since that she has changed the game in a lot of ways. Have you seen any effect, Caitlin Clark effect, Clark Clarkonomics, Clarkology, anything that is happening on your own campus or in your region or when you're recruiting or anything like that? You know, it continues to just shine a light on women's basketball in general. And we saw that over the last two years because we played Iowa, you know, each of my first two years here. So, you know, certainly as, you know, we we're preparing for those games of just, you know, even more talk about her and, uh, you know, you know, kind of tease our players are like, you'll always be able to say that, you know, we had to go up to Iowa and, and play against one of, you know, one of the best basketball players out there in your time. So, um, but it's so, it just, women's basketball is in a really good spot right now. There's been so many good games and, you know, so many good top 25 games and good upsets. And um, so, you know, I just think that we all need to keep capitalizing on this momentum that women's basketball has. And certainly players like Caitlin Clark does a lot of great things for our sport. One of the things I love talking to you about is Michigan. Um, You have a a great legacy with Michigan and and you have an interesting story about your time at Michigan. And now they're the number one seed in the college football playoffs. Um, And there's some controversy around them, obviously. But I was just curious, like, are you um, you got the maize and blue out when football rolls around? I mean, you got the flag hanging in front of the house. What do you got going on? You know, I'm so prideful about, you know, being the Evansville head coach. And so it's tough when, you know, when you're in a small town, I never wear Michigan stuff out because Evansville <laughs> is my school. But certainly when I'm home and I'm watching football, you know, the Michigan sweatshirt does come out. Mine are all pretty old. They're huge on me. They're like the, you know, early 2000s style. Um, but I've bought, you know, my son, Jed, I bought him, a, you know, Michigan jersey and, and those type of things. And, you know, I've taught him to say go blue and we still got to work on the fight song, but it is, you know, there's always that pride that you have in your, you know, in your alma mater. And it's certainly been fun. I think, you know, watching them with football, it's just a testament to trying to keep the main thing, the main thing. Um, right. the, you know, there were so many distractions and so many, you know, spaces over the course of their season where all of that could have 
you know, caused fracturing or just not keeping focused on the right things. And, you know, what a testament to those young men um, and, you know, and how they've stayed focused on just winning games and not let the outside noise, you know, you can either let that divide you or you can let it bring you together. And, and they clearly showed that it brought them together. Do you set your calendar for all your tasks, all the things you got going on to make sure that you're locked in with a beverage and some snacks for the Michigan Alabama game? Like, are you going to be like, I know you're a big football fan. Are you just going to be like totally zeroed in? <laughs> you know, it's so it, because it's still a ways away. I haven't even checked to see where it, where it falls in our <laughs> game schedule. So I'm right. going to have to look at that. I don't even know either where, where, yeah. where yeah, I'm going to have to look at that. You know, I used to, especially when I was a little bit younger in coaching, like used to really know when all the football games were lining and if I was going to be able to see them or not. And then it's just, you get further into it and you kind of get closer to the game. And then like the day before I'll check and be like, oh, what time are they kicking off? Am I actually going to see this game or not? But I've watched a few Michigan football games on the bus this year already. So <laughs> you mentioned Jet and we have watched you raise him on nothing but net because first time we ever interviewed you I don't think you had had him yet and then we've every year we get a chance to talk to you about him does he get the Santa Claus thing as he sat on Santa's lap did he cry how's it going you know I didn't think he'd be interested in seeing Santa because he does normally cry in those situations but we kind of you know I took him yesterday to the mall and we got close and he he looked like interested so I might actually <laughs> try a picture with Santa we'll see but um my husband has taught that Santa equals presence I don't know that that's the best lesson but um so now <laughs> when we say Santa he goes presents <laughs> he's you know he's um he turned two in October so he's you know 26 months and um but yeah it's it's a really fun age and he's you know we have the tree up and the whole lot of like you can look but not touch so all those things we're, we're, we're having to teach all those things right now yeah what is your favorite part about being a mom with your family around Christmas time it's just the magic of the season and you know my parents always made it so special for me and that's like you just you feel that you want to pass that and I know I'm sure you feel the same way you just want to pass that down to your kids you want your kids to have a magical season and you know it really isn't about the presence it is about just being together and kind of the joy and the wonder and it's fun to see it through the eyes of a kid um and so just enjoying that part you know and, and he's still at the age where you know, he doesn't really, doesn't totally get it, but I think he gets the fun and I think he gets kind of the joy part of it. And, you know, next year, I'm sure he'll have a much better understanding of Santa Claus and all those things, but it's fun watching them go through these, you know, these seasons of their life. And um, yeah, just, just a lot of joy and wonder seeing it through their eyes. I'm going to get guess that Jet wasn't old enough to say that Abby and Anna, your players who were just, um, I think they were there for 15 years, uh, were his <laughs> favorite players. And you're learning life without Abby fight and without Anna point guard, yeah. and, you know, how's the transition going and, you know, how much do you miss them or how much are you proud of the legacy that they've left the program in a better spot? So proud of them. You know, I was, it was, I just feel so blessed um, that I had the chance to coach them for two years uh, and just I knew what I had when, when, when I had them, I don't think I ever took that for granted. And, you know, you also know when your time is done with them. So I've, I've just been so fully 
focused on my group. Um, but there's just those moments where, because we are really young, we have this very young team and we have some talent, but it's just, it's just young. And we don't have very many older experienced leaders, uh, beyond Barbora. And, you know, so we just got this young group and you have those moments where like, oh, like, that's where I see, like, you know, Anna had some ability to step in there and bring some experience and bring some, you know, just real calm and steadiness to the group. And it's, you know, and it's not that, that my current group isn't trying to do that. They're just young, you know, and that's just where they're at. And so there's certainly moments where, you know, I do recognize um, a little bit of that, uh, that hole just hasn't totally been filled yet. And it will eventually, um, but those were, those are big shoes to fill. And I try to be really careful about not comparing you know, our current group, you know, to those two, those two were their own individuals. That was their team. And, you know, this is our team now, but, you know, really I was, I was just very fortunate. I think those two were great examples of leaders um, and, you know, really fortunate to have had a chance to coach them. When I watch film on your team and you're playing at home, I think you have one of the brightest gyms, like the colors are bright. It's white, it's good lighting. It's mm -hmm. a shooter's gym. You know, it makes me want to come in there and take some shots you know, when you look at the facilities and the things that you have in place and, and where you're taking the program to the next step, you know, what are a couple of things, Robin, that you think that would be important for people to know about what you're doing? Yeah. You know, I think because we have a small gym, right? We're in this like small arena in our conference and it's just, it's unique. I think sometimes people have the, you know, a little bit of the misconception that our facilities aren't, you know, aren't comparable, but, you know, we have our own practice facility that's just for women's basketball that's separate from our playing gym. Wow. Um, you know, so, I mean, we're never competing with other teams for practice time. Like, you know, our kids have 24 hour access to a gym that's just for women's basketball with two shooting guns. And, you know, we just, it was one of the reasons why I wanted the job at UEs. I just felt like we were really set up for future success. And, you know, I knew it was going to take time and, you know, we're still building and growing. Uh, we graduated a huge group last year, but um, I know that we have the support and the things in place here uh, to be successful. And in and, and our gym, although unique and, and different, but it is unique. I think it's a really tough place to come in and play yeah. for opponents. I and I love that. It gets so loud in there, um, you know, in those tight games. And so I, I think that's a real great advantage and a really unique thing. Uh, and our community, they're wonderful, you know, and it just gives them a chance to be more closely connected to us. Well, it is the state of Indiana and the state of Indiana loves the tubes. Uh, and I enjoy traveling across the state and getting a chance to call games. So I look forward to the next time I'm in town, I'm coming in your gym to get a workout and get some shots up. You are always welcome. We got a gun for you. We got rebounders. You, you come on by anytime. All right. Thanks, Robin. We appreciate you being with us on Nothing But Net. Thanks, Debbie. Happy holidays.